You're tuned in to another episode of Talk It Up with Tierra Monique, a place where we discuss matters of the heart from love, relationships, dating, marriage, divorce, co-parenting, and everything else in between. So sit back, relax, and pay attention because it's time to talk it up with Tierra Monique. Welcome back, my beautiful people, to another episode of Talk It Up with Tierra Monique. I'm your girl, Tierra Monique, and it is time to talk it up. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode. As you can see, today's title is Help Me, Lord, I Am a Parent. (laughs) And as you know, if you are a parent, you know that you go through some ups and downs as being a parent. And we're going to get into all of that in a, in a moment, but if it's your first time coming on this podcast, thank you so much for your support. This podcast is all about helping you un- go through your journey through different states of your life based on my journey um, through all the different times in my life. So I've gone through quite a bit from being married, divorced, um, now I'm single, as I'm, a, I'm a parent of three, um, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, um, I'm an aunt, <laughs> I'm a co-parent. I go through financial things and the roller coasters of life, just all the roller coasters of life. So this is what this podcast is all about to help you and to, to know that you are not alone when you go through things in life. Um, so yes, yeah, that's what this podcast is all about. So I hope this is not your last time joining me. So make sure you come back, make sure you like, subscribe and share this podcast and okay, let's get into it. All right. Also, let's go ahead and pray. I hope all is well with you all. And um, if it is not, I pray God will answer your prayer and that he will give you the peace and the calmness that you need to get through whatever is going on in your life. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. All right. So um, today's episode, help me, Lord. (laughs) I'm a parent. So I'm a parent of three. Like I said before, I have an 18 year old, a 13 year old and a seven year old. And let me tell you, (laughs) I see myself in all three of them. So my 18-year-old is my my firstborn, my son. I've gone through the the teenager stuff with him already. And yes, it was something. But now um, I am going through, um, well, I'm in a season of my life where I am a parent of a 13-year-old daughter. And I see myself in her all the time. The attitude, the roll of the eyes, the one minute she is loving and likable and wants to be around you. The next minute she doesn't want to have nothing to do with you. Um, So that part. And then my seven-year-old, he is just a ball of energy. And um, and then he can, he can go back down to... <laughs> To not want to be bothered. He's by himself. So they all have their different personalities. My oldest son, he's like, he's really reserved to himself. And so my youngest son has a little bit of that too. But um, yeah, so I just been, I have been right now in this season of trying to be a better parent. Not only to all three of my kids, because even though my 18 year old, he is 18. He's still, you know, in my eyes, my baby. But um I've been trying to be a better parent because um, my daughter has been testing my patience and I say she is showing me what 
is good and what is not good about who I am as a mother. Um, I find myself repeating the things that I learned from my mother. And not to say that she was a bad parent because she wasn't. But I think that as generations go down, we learn things from each you know, parent, each generation. And we're just doing the best that we can. But that doesn't mean that everything that we're doing is right. And so I want to get into all of that today about how, you know, we can be a better parent, but how, <laughs> but how much we need God when it comes to parenting. I, that help me Lord thing is so serious because nine times out of 10, not nine, no, 10 times out of 10, that is what I'm saying to God every day. God help me. Lord help me with this child. <laughs> Lord, help me with myself. Lord, help me with my patience. Because this is my first time ever being a parent of a of a 13-year-old daughter. I was a parent of a 13-year-old son. So this is my first time being a, a you know a parent of a 13-year-old daughter. And then also I had to think about this. This is her first time going through the teenage years as well. So she's trying to learn herself, learn her body, learn what she likes, what she doesn't like. And as her mom, I'm trying to train her up in the way that she should go. But also sometimes I find myself training, trying to train her up in the way that I want her to go. And so I don't want to do that. I want to be mindful. I want to listen to her. I want to understand her. I want to be better for her so that when she becomes an adult, she actually wants to be around me. She actually wants to talk to me and call me and and hang out with me and have mom and do- and and um and daughter time cuz sometimes if there's so much, you know, headbutting um and there is no healing after that headbutting, you know, in the teenage years, then once you become an once they become an adult, they really don't they may not want to be around you and the relationship is hard to come back. Not but God is but God is God and He can do the impossible, He can do everything that we need Him to do. But we also have to take on the responsibility as parents to make sure that we don't do things to to provoke our children um to want to go in the opposite direction. And we should be a little bit more nourish nourishing, um and nurturing, not nourishing, nurturing um, and not as much as um, dictators um, in our children's lives. We want to be a shepherd in their lives, just like God is our father and he is our shepherd and he shepherds us into the ways that we should go. Um, the same thing that, um, that um, we should we should be doing as parents to our children. You know, the shepherd, he, you know, he calls on the, on the, on the animals to come and, but, it's not much more of a making of it. It's like, come on, I'm coming, let's go. But it's like when, you, when you're when you really trying to make them do something that they don't want to do, there's, there's a constant, constant tension and it's harder to get them to come. And so it's all about trying to um, get on their level and understand what they're thinking, you know, what they're thinking when they do certain things. Um, you know, <laughs> making sure that we are on it when it comes to who who are their friends what are they watching what are they not watching and then also it's a reflection back on us saying that what are we watching who are our friends because sometimes we can get into this thing of well you know do as i say um and not as i do and that's kind of a, a kind of a contradiction or being a hypocrite because if i am a christian i'm speaking from a christian standpoint if i'm a christian and i say i believe in god and i and and I am a disciple of Jesus Christ, 
then then my way should be um a re- representation or a reflection of my walk with Jesus my relationship with Jesus so if my relationship with Jesus is um if someone can see me and say there's something about her that you know it's it's different in a good way you know people should know that i i serve god there should be no question in it um and because of that my kids should know that i serve god i should not be one way on sunday or wednesday or whenever i go to church and then a different way throughout the rest of the week my life should be a reflection of jesus christ and if i want them to mimic that if i want them to grow up and have that same kind of lifestyle where they rep where they understand that um, going to church is not just a sunday thing or a wednesday thing that having a relationship with god is a lifestyle then i i need to also do the same thing so let's go ahead and get into it because i can go on a tangent <laughs> with this okay so first i have a little story time so um my daughter says to me whenever we get and have these i call them heated discussions (laughs) about certain things um she go why are you always yelling why are you always yelling right and so i would say to her oh because you know i'm yelling because you don't listen to me because when i'm talking softly you say you hear me um but you say you don't hear me but as soon as i raise my voice it's like that's when i can get it get to you but the truth is is that i yell because that's what i'm used to that is what i'm used to um i grew up in that type of environment my mom yelled (laughs) my grandma yelled we that's what i grew up and knowing that but it doesn't mean it's right and so I have, to, I can't, I can't approach a parenting my daughter the same way my mother parented me. And I wrote this down. Like I said, truth is I yell because my mom yelled at me and I become irritated and shout things that don't make sense because my mom did the same thing to me. <laughs> and you, and, and as a teenager, I would say to myself, I ain't gonna never do that. And then as I got older and I had children, I find myself repeating the same things that my mother um, did for me or did, you know, when, you know, as a parent to me. And again, it doesn't mean that she was a bad mother. She was just doing what she thought was the right thing to do um, based on how she was brought up or what she was around. Because we're all influenced about around we are all influenced based on our surroundings and our environment so what influences us what we're around a lot most of the time is what's going to come out when we are parenting or talking with anything so saying that saying because i said so without any kind of a why without without any kind of explanation of it um it's not good parenting I say to my kids all the time because I said so. And it's usually because I'm I'm being lazy at not explaining it to them. Now I'm not saying that I have to go down to a level where, you know, I'm just um being that parent that lets them do whatever they want to do. But um saying because I said so and they don't know why, it's going to um it's going to have them start thinking you know they're gonna be more curious about that so like for example um if 
you tell your child, don't touch that stove. Don't touch the stove. And they go, why? Because I said so. And so now their curiosity is like, well, I wonder why I can't touch the stove. And instead of saying, hey, don't go to the stove because it's hot. If you touch it, you're going to burn yourself. That's Now they know. They know I should not touch the stove because it's hot. And because it's hot, I might burn myself. There's consequences instead of just saying, because I said so. Because I said so does not give them the reason of why. Children need the reason of why. Just like we as adults need the reason of why. When we work and we go to work and our and our bosses t- tell us to do something, we want to know why. Especially if it's something out of the ordinary. Like one minute they're telling you to do this and the next minute they're telling you to do that. And you're like, well, why? And you want to know why. You want to know the reasoning of why do I have to change what I was doing before. And that's what we have to do for our children. We have to explain to them. And But in our minds, we were taught, I know for myself, I was taught that you don't ask why. You don't question an adult. Whatever the adult says, that's what you're supposed to do. And that's not true. That's why in order to have an environment and your family that is open and loving and understanding, you have to create an environment that says, it's okay for you to question me, but you have to question me in the right way. Um, so I find myself sometimes saying, why are you questioning me? I'm your parent because I said so. And it's like, well, that's not right. It's okay for, I should elect my children know that it's okay for them to question me, but in a respectful way. So if I say something, they're like, ah, but why? You know, that's an attitude. Don't come to me with an attitude. So it's better for them if I say something and they say something and they want to know why, just come respectfully. Mom, I understand. I don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand why you're telling me this. Can you explain respectfully? (laughs) I'm asking this. And sometimes they're not always going to say that because they're kids and they're they're in and when they respond to us they respond out of their emotion and how they're feeling so we don't want to always do that right so um i also wrote down that we say things i remember um (laughs) we say things that we shouldn't say that can create a tension between you know us and our children so there's this uh thing that used to always hear on I think throughout my family and then throughout like um like TV so there's a, there was a scene on the Cosby show with um the mother Claire Huxtable and I think she was talking to Vanessa <laughs> and um she said I I brought you into this world and I would take you out and you understand the premise of that it's like I'm your mother and I did all this labor intensive work to get you here and I will, you know, do enough, I would do more labor intensive work to take you out. <laughs> but, and, but when you think about it, that's violence, that's murder. So you, you, you delivered me into this world, you gave me life. And then because I'm, because I'm not behaving well, you're going to end my life. And of course, as parents, we don't mean, we don't mean that we don't, we don't mean there's no, um, intention of harming our children physically you know through violence and hurting them or murder of course not but to a child that's all they hear they don't hear they hear my my parent is going to hurt me 
because I'm not doing what they want me to do. Instead of hearing, look, these are the consequences. If you do not follow the rules, these are the consequences. Not, I brought you into this world and I'll take you out. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds like a great thing for a parent to say so that we can show that we are in control and we are the parent, you know, and do not go above me. Do not disrespect me. But is that a should we continue to keep saying that? I think that we shouldn't. I think it's harmful to them. I think when we say things to them, like, I'm going to punch you in your face. You know, even if it's just like, you know, in a fun way, you know, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to punch you. Don't do that. I'm going to punch you. It's it, it will then teach our children that it's okay to to be violent uh, to other people around us um, when they're not getting their way. Okay? Okay. So, um, the first thing I wrote down, right, when I say, help, help me, Lord, I need your help. I'm a parent. Um, the sub question to that is, are you being the parent that you want? So when you think about your childhood, right, is there anything about your childhood that you would change when it came to how your parents parented you? And if and once you, you know, think about that, would you want to be the parent that you had? And if not, what kind of parent would you want to be? If you had a great parenting relationship with your parents and there was nothing wrong and you're, you know, that's awesome. That is a blessing. But if you didn't and there were things about your childhood that you could change, do you find yourself doing those same things now to your own children? And what kind of parent would you want to be? Right? So, what I wrote down was, um, number one is listen to your children, okay? So I'm going to go to the Bible because that's what I do. <laughs> and so the Bible says, all right, um, Ephesians 6, 4, okay? Ephesians 6, 4 says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up in the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord, Okay, so it says in the commentary, y'all know I love my commentary. It says the purpose of parental discipline is to help children grow, not to exasperate and provoke them to anger or discouragement. See also Colossians 3.21. And it says parenting is not easy. It takes a lot of patience to raise children, doesn't it? It does. It takes so much patience to raise children. Oh. In a loving way, Christ-honoring manner, right? But frustration and anger should not be the cause of our discipline. We should not be disciplining our children when we are frustrated and angry, right? Instead, parents should act in love, treating their children as Jesus treats the people he loves. This is vital to children's development and to their understanding of what Christ like. So, just like how we want God, we want uh, Christ to listen to us, God to listen to us, our Father, we should be listening to our children. And like Ephesians 6, 4 said, do not provoke your children. Do not provoke your children. Um, I wrote down, kids are learning every day, just like you are learning every day. You are the, you are the adult. They are the children. Set boundaries. Your parents were strict. Now you have rules. 
Your goal is not to be the BFF with your kids. Oh, I put your parents were strict and now you have no rules. So yeah, set boundaries. Because some of us, we don't have, we don't set boundaries with our children. But yeah, but first, let's go back to this. Listen to your children. Listen to your children. Don't think that just because you were a child, you know everything now about being who they are. Because we're in different times. Um, the world is different now. And also, our children are different. They are, yes, they they are, they have um, things that we have passed down to them. That you can see a little bit of things that remind you of um of yourself you go oh, i used to do that oh look, they i used to do that too oh look you're doing the same thing i did but they're still not you they still have their own different kind of fingerprint no one in the world has your fingerprint and just because your child shares your blood and your dna does not mean that they are just like you so listen to your children ask them questions don't assume that they don't know just because they're children and even in the disciplining stages, when you have to discipline your children, ask them first, why they, why did you do this? You know, and try to figure out why they did certain things. I know I ask my kids all the time, why did you do this? And sometimes they, don't, they have no idea why they did it. And when now that I know, <laughs> and I just come to realize this, that when my kids say, I don't know, they really don't know. They have not really identified even within themselves why they did something they have to think about it and figure it out and sometimes kids just do kid stuff our kids are not always smart they don't come in the world with common sense all the time just like we haven't there's a lot of adults out here who do not have common sense they have book sense but they don't have common sense and so our kids don't either and only experience builds our common sense and if you haven't had that experience then you just don't know and that's just how it is with our kids they don't know we have to help them figure out things every day so we have to give them space to, to and we have to show them that we can be patient with them just like it says that we're supposed to act in love with our children we can be patient with them we can show kindness like in first corinthians 13, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. That's what we're supposed to be towards our children. Um, and I think that we forget that sometimes because we're so too busy trying to parent them that we forget that they are, they are human beings too and that they have feelings too and that we should listen to them and try to understand where they're coming from. It doesn't mean that we stop, you know, being a parent and stop disciplining them and setting rules and consequences for their actions, but it is very um, effective when you're trying to have a good relationship with your children to show them that you um, recognize that they have feelings too and that they are a person as well okay all right so I put number two remember they are the children and you are the adult and I think I just said that um, I put my daughter says why <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so she always says, well, how come he can do it and I can't? And I have to remind her sometimes that, you know, you're now 13 and your little brother is seven. So there's going to be things that you probably could, you could have done when he was your age, but you can't do now because you're 13. And so with, with each, each birthday comes more responsibility, right? So 
that's just me explaining to her. And that's just, that's an example of what I said before about explaining to your children. So when they ask a question, just explain it to them. But remember that they are children. Children are children and we are the adults. And it is our job, our assignment to teach them the right way. And we have to remember when they do things, we go, oh, why did you do that? Because they're kids. <laughs> because they are kids. And I think I... Colossians 3.21, and it reads, uh, I'm coming from the New Living Translation, you guys. Um, Fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. And it says in the commentary, children must be handled with care. They need firm discipline administered in love. Parents should not aggravate them by nagging, deriding, or destroying their self-respect. So they so that they quit trying. However, the opposite problem occurs when parents are afraid to correct a child for fear of stifling some aspect of this or their personality or losing his or her love. Single parents or parents who cannot spend much time with a child may be prone to indulgence, but such children especially need the security of guidance and structure. Boundaries and guidelines will not embitter a child. Instead, they will set they will set the child free to live securely within the boundaries. So remember, children are going to be children. Oh, that's life. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My, that was my stand. It just fell, but it is what it is. Okay. Um, so children are going to be children. And because children are going to be children, we have to set boundaries. We have to um, remember that... It's okay to be friendly with them. It's okay to have fun with them. But we have to remind them that they are still the child and we are still the parent. And like I said in there about being a single parent and not setting boundaries and all and wanting to overindulge with your, with your children. I, I, hi, my name is Tiara and um, <laughs> I'm a mother who, because I'm a single mother, I uh, tend to, um, overindulge my children like give them too much of things because i'm like oh you know i'm well i say that i do that more for my younger son because he's the one who does not have two parents whereas my oldest two my oldest two children are so i always said that i'm a single parent to one but i'm a co-parent to two um so with my youngest son i do overindulge with him and i find myself having to correct myself and saying okay Tier, you need to set up some boundaries you can't always say yes to him he has to know no he has to know, he has to learn the word no, because whenever anybody else says no to him, he just shuts down emotionally. And I had to take responsibility because that's my fault. I made him um, think that he can hear yes all the time and that he can always get his way. And I have to set a boundary and I have to do that and remember that he is still a child and he has to understand that he, that when he becomes an adult, He's going to hear the word no quite a bit. And he can't sulk and, and become like a, a hermit crab or a turtle and go back into his own self and just, you know, not want to be around anybody because, you know, he heard the word no. So, um, yes, remember that. Set boundaries um, and remember that children are children and they're going to be children. And ask God to help you on how to parent them in that situation when they are being children, <laughs> which is all the time. <laughs> Okay, number three. So number one was listen to your children, Ephesians 6, 4. Number two was remember they are children and you are the adult. Remember that. 
Um, Colossians 3 and 21 is that reference scripture. And then three is love your kids with love. And I think I said this a little bit. I've been going back and forth and not even realizing. But love your kids with love. Um, Don't see, don't just see your kids as, as your kids, see your kids as an assignment. And I remember that all the time that um, I have to remind myself all the time that um, my kids are an assignment from God. And no matter how many times I get frustrated and upset and angry when they do things that that I have told them repeatedly not to do, <laughs> uh, or they're disrespectful, I have to remember that this these are my these are my assignments, and I have to pray for them all the time. I have to pray just like I pray for myself and pray for other people. I have to pray for my children all the time. So they can go in the right way. And so that and pray for myself that I can have patience with them and not get angry and love my kids with the love of God. Like in First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, love is patient, love is kind. And you know, that number the the fifth verse is very important, is what and I wrote it down that it does not demand its own way. So love does not demand its own way, you know, it's seeking God's way of doing things. Um so if I am loving my kids with the love of God and I'm not demanding my own way, that means I am going, I'm redirecting my kids back to God's way. So God will give us as parents the right way to, to, to handle our children with care and the right way to parent our kids with care. And, um, it doesn't mean that you don't have you don't have the right to recognize when you're angry and when you're frustrated, when you get sad. You know, our kids can take us through a, a emotional roller coaster in one day, um, depending on what we're doing and at what you know level, from babies up until adults. Because even when they become eighteen and they and they're you know trying to figure out who they are as an adult, um, which I don't think they are legally. Even if they legally they are adults, I don't see them as adults. <laughs> They're still a teenager. It's 18. Teenager. <laughs> I don't think they're an adult until they're 20. But it's neither here nor there. But still, um, it, we're still we're still praying for them. And we're still trying to make sure that they are, you know, doing the things that God says. So we're not demanding our own way, but we are redirecting them towards God's way. And as we continue to tap in with God each and every day and our own time with God, God is helping us. He is depositing things in us through that through that time that we have with him to be able to be a great parent to our children. And I shouldn't just say great, but to be the parent that we need to be for our children. So when I ask that question, are you the parent that you want to be? You know, are you being loving? Would you want a parent who was being loving to you, who showed patience and kindness and who did not demand its own way, who wasn't always bringing back all the bad things that they did and, and, you know, not focusing on that, but focusing on the things that they are doing that is good. And I have, let me, I am, I smack my hand, um, I smack my hand for that because I find myself constantly bringing up things that my daughter has done that were not good. Um, as a reason as to say why I, I will not trust her in the future. And I shouldn't do that. I should not keep bringing up the bad things, but I should focus on the good things and help her to learn from her mistakes so that she can continue to be better as a person.
All right, so let's keep on going. Um, number four, teach your children about God through your example. And I said that already too. I think I, I think I skipped around. I didn't even realize. I think I was, I've gone through this so much in my head that I just didn't realize I already had most of the points. So let's go ahead and keep it moving then. So teach your children about God through your example. Your kids see you first before they know God. So that is so true. Um, your kids will um, know about God through you at home first. So that lets that lets you know that you should not be depending dependent on the church being the sole um, person or sole entity of treat of teaching your children about God. The way you live is how your children are going to know about God. And that is all a part of teaching your children in the way they should go. Um, they know God through your example on how you live your life, how you're kind to them and kind to others and how you talk to them and how you talk to other people. And, you know, when they see you praying or, you know, they see you reading your word, your Bible, or if you're on your phone doing it through the app, your ch children will see God through you first. And you have to be that first example of, 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 of who God is. And it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect because you're not trying to be God, but you're trying to exude the likeness of God. You know, God created us in his image and his likeness. And so we are not God, but we should be a reflection of God. We should have some likeness of God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit living in us. So Deuteronomy 32 and 46 says... Give me a minute to turn to that. I already have it here. Deuteronomy 32 says, Take heart all the words of warning I have given you today. Pass them on as a common, I'm sorry, pass them on as a command to your children so they will obey every word of these instructions. These instructions are not empty words. They are life. They are life. The word of God is life. So we should be passing down the word of God to our children, right? That's what God says. And it says here in the commentary that, hold on. I think I, yeah. Moses urged the people to think about God's word and teach it to their children. The Bible can sit on your bookshelf and gather dust. Or you can make it a vital part of your life by regularly sitting aside time to study it. When you discover the wisdom of God's message, you will want to apply it to your life and pass it on to your family and others. The Bible is not merely good reading. It's real help for real life. Right there. Right there. So like... God shows us through his word, that's Deuteronomy um, verse 32, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 46 and 47, that tells us that we're supposed to pass on the word of God, pass on the lifestyle of being a Christian, of being in the likeness and the image of God to our children, and not merely just have a Bible to have a Bible just because it's what we're supposed to have as Christians. No, we are supposed to teach our children through our example by passing it on to our children. And, it, and that commentary also says that you pass it on to your family and friends as well. 
And that's what I'm doing right now, friend. I'm passing on the word of God to you so that you can be a great example to your children. So you can be the parent that you would have always wanted. And you can be the parent that your children need in this time and this time in our life. Let me tell you, 2023, we are here and we have gone through so much in the past three years. So from COVID and the shootings and just all this hate and hurt that's going on in our world. And the last thing our children need is for us to have that same kind of hate, that same kind of energy um, towards them. They need us to be their oasis. They need us to be a safe place for them. And so as we read the word of God and and as God speaks to us, as we take time and set aside each day to read God's word, and to study it, it doesn't mean you have to do like 500 hours. You could take a couple minutes a day to study, read a scripture, or go to the YouVersion app and follow that and let God teach you something each and every day. Um, and as we do that, then we're going to be able to impart it. Come on now. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a, a, a church word. We'll be able to impart what we learn into our children. And that will help our children that will be, that's basically training our children in the way they should go in the way of God. And that's us becoming the parent that we did not have. And I just, again, and I say this again, it doesn't mean that your parent was a bad parent. You did, it doesn't mean you had a bad mother or you had a bad father. It's just that they were just doing what they thought was right based on what they learned from their parents in their environment. So you want to be what you always wanted. You want to be what your children need in their life. Okay, okay. And if you can hear stuff going on, I apologize. It's people are outside and I have thin walls. <laughs> I wrote this down. Do you want your child to obey you or honor you? You want your children to grow up wanting to honor you and not just to obey you. That's just how the same, and I think of that in the same way as how God wants us to honor him, not just go through life trying to obey every rule and every law just so we can feel like that we um we are we are doing things and we are pleasing God. God wants us to honor him with our life. And that means taking on a mindset of Christ and taking on the mindset of love, loving other people and loving ourselves without judgment, without hate, without shame, without guilt, um without condemnation and being who we should be at essence in our hearts is that's being like Jesus. So you don't want to just always go to God just because, oh, I'm going to obey God. I got to follow these rules. It's no, it's like when you understand how good God is, you're like, oh, I want to honor God with my life. I want to be the example that he needs me to be for other people. I want to be the example that he needs me to be for my children, right? Because the children are our future. Like Whitney Houston said, we believe that children are our future. And if the children are our future, that we that we that means we need to instill in them the right things of God and the and the way they should go so that they can be the future that we need them to be for us. You know, we want to help them be the right kind of people, the God-loving people, because when we get older, who's gonna take care of us? <laughs> you know, you look. One thing I know, you better be nice to your kids now because who do you want to take care of you when you hit that age, when you can't walk, when you can't feed yourself, when you can't go to the bathroom by yourself, when you can't even be by yourself? 
You want your child to look at you and say, oh, I honor my parent. I love them. I want to be there for them. I want to help them and not be doing anything begrudgingly and like, oh, I do not want to be here. You know, I wish I didn't have to help them. I remember when you didn't help me. You don't want that. You don't want you want to and you want to fix it. And if and if you and if you know you've made mistakes, I've made mistakes with my children. Go to your church and apologize. I'm so sorry for what I did. I'm so sorry for what I said. That was not right. One, it wasn't of God and I shouldn't have said it. Please forgive me. Because I tell my kids all the time, I want us to have the relationship that I always wanted. And I want us to have a relationship that is open, that they can come talk to me. They're not afraid. They can. They don't have to worry about, um, of course, our kids are always going to try to listen to what, what their friends say. But I want them to, if they ever listen to what their friends say, say, that don't sound right. I want them to listen to their friends and say, no, nah, that don't sound right. My mom ain't never said that. <laughs> you know, I want them to come to me and say, you know, I don't need to hear what my mom said. Or let me ask God. My mom's not around. Let me go to God. That's, oh my goodness. That's like what I desire is that I instill so much of God into my children that they know that they can go to God for themselves. That they don't have to have me pray for them. They don't have to have me around to give them a scripture. They know how to go to God for themselves. And it doesn't have to be some long, drawn out, uh, philosophical type of prayer. It's just a, the the prayer like this title. Help me, Lord. I'm a parent. Because we need help. And God, all God wants us to do is to recognize that we need him in every area of our lives. Every part of our lives, we need him. And when we call on him and we go to him and we ask him to help us, he is there to help us. Because God will never leave us nor forsake us. Okay. Okay. So I wrote down, um, think about how God is a father to you. Okay. This is, this is something I want you to think about as we leave today. (laughs) Think about how God has been, has, how God has been a father to you. Are you a reflection of the father when it comes to you being a parent to your own kids? And if you're not, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't go into a pity party. Make a decision right now to change it. Go to God and ask God for forgiveness and say, God, you know, I have not been the parent that I needed to be for my children. Help me. Teach me how to be a, the better parent for my children so my children can grow up and be better and be the, be better parents for their children. Um, and so that's all you have to do. Just ask God for forgiveness. I have done. I do it all the time. God, Lord, forgive me. I shouldn't have yelled at that girl like that. Or I shouldn't have, you know, try to punish her in that way. You know, because our kids can get up under our nerves. They can get on our nerves. Our last everlasting nerve. <laughs> they can get on our nerves. But we are their example. We are their first teacher of God. And so even though they can they frustrate us and anger us and get on our nerves, we should not respond to them the way the world will, the way the world would respond to them. We should be responding to them. And loving them and teaching them and parenting the way that God parents us. The way God loves us. The way God teaches us. And that's through patience and kindness. Okay? Alright. So just rem- just think about that. And our... um, Yeah. It's not in our best interest. I'm sorry. It's in our best interest to let go of what we cannot control. So you cannot control everything that your children do. It's only but so much that we can do as parents. That's why we have to let go and give it to God. It is not in our it is not in our best interest. 
I'm sorry. I keep I keep, I don't <laughs> I don't messed up that quote and, I, and it, it is in our best interest to let go of what we cannot control. It is in our best interest to let go of what we cannot control. We can't control everything our kids do, but we can give it to God and God can control everything. He can control everything. And so that prayer that we should be praying, you know, is God grant me the serenity. And serenity means a state of being calm, peaceful, and untroubled. Come on, y'all. A state of being calm, peaceful, and untroubled. When that child, that teenager just don't listen, they're constantly um, back talking you, not doing what they're supposed to do. They may be lying. That little boy, whatever, you know, your, your little adolescent child is just constantly being so curious, George, that they are getting into things they shouldn't be getting into around the house. They're breaking things. They're doing things. When your oldest child, you know, who's about to graduate from high school or they're in college, you know, that you're trying to instill in them that, you know, make sure you're focused on your work and not focus on these girls and not focus on these boys, you know, make sure you putting things in priority. When it don't, when it doesn't seem like you are getting through to them, you say this, God grant me the serenity. God grant me calm, peace, and, uh, and an untroubled mind, an untroubled spirit, an untroubled, an untroubled being. Because that, all that stuff, it will trouble us. We will worry. We will um, uh, get anxious because we don't know what's going on. But again, it's in our best interest to let go of what we cannot control. God grant me the serenity. To accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. I can't control everything. That's why I give it to God. I can't. I cannot control everything. Even though I am the parent. I am the mother. It's only but so much I can do. In my own power. In my own authority. God is my source. And he is a source of my joy. He's a source of my strength. And I can't do anything without him, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'm about to cry. Mm. I can do all things. That means I can be the parent that I always wanted to be for my kids. And I can I can I can parent my son. Even though he doesn't have a father and I can, I can do this because I have God and I can parent my kids in the way that I want, that I will have always wanted to be parented. And I, I can do it. I can be the parent. I can do it because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. There is nothing too hard for God. God can do it all. And when you feel like you are at your last wit's end, <laughs> your kids have gotten on, like I said, on every last nerve. They are good kids, but they're just being kids. And we just have to push through and we have to, we have to hold on to God's unchanging hand. We do, we do. We have to remember that my mom's favorite scripture was is Romans 8, 28. And it says, God is working everything out for my, for my good. He is working everything out for my good. God is working everything out for your good. So you can be the parent 
that you never had and you can be the parent that you did have if you had a you know great childhood experience but you can be the parent that you need to be for your kids because God is with you and he is working it all out for your good and you and it is in your best interest to let go of what you cannot control okay okay so thank you so much um i here's a quote I, um another quote there um and this is so funny. I was watching Boss Baby with my 13-year-old daughter. And it, it tickled me because that she still likes to watch um, kid-like things, even as a teenager. And when she does that, it just brings so much joy to my life. Because I just go, oh, that's there's my baby in there again. But on Boss Baby, this movie called Boss Baby. This, uh, one of the characters said, they're only a kid once. Once they grow up, you can't go back. That's so true. Your children are only children once. And once they become grown, they can't go back. And you can't go back and try to fix anything. So do everything in your power right now to be the parent that you're, that your children to be. And do it with God because you can't do it by yourself. Okay, okay. So thank you so much for joining me today on another episode of Talk It Up with Tierra Monique. I thank you so much for listening to me as I'm being transparent and I'm trying to, I'm teaching you and I'm teaching me at the same time. Like I got all my notes. I write this stuff in this book, you know, get you a good journal, write things down. I got this journal called All of the Things by Melissa, Fre- Melissa Fredericks, Miss Kev on stage. Um, you, can probably, you can find her on all social media outlets and that's where I got my journal from and I just write down everything. All my thoughts, um, you know, when, I, when I'm talking to God, I write all of the things in here. <laughs> I write all of the things from my thoughts to uh, whatever God is teaching me in his word. So, yes, get a journal. Write those things down because once, you know, you don't, you want to be able to get those things out on paper first before you try to, before you lash out on your kids <laughs> or anybody around you. But again, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Talk It Up with Tierra Monique. Um, podcast please don't forget to like share and subscribe on youtube and, and if you're listening to this on spotify or google podcast or amazon music or on apple please don't forget to if you enjoyed this podcast give me a good rating you know share your views and let people know and um until next time <laughs> god bless you don't forget to seek god first in all you do matthew 6 love yourself be kind to yourself love god and love other people next See you next time. Smooches.